Welcome to Coffee with the Chiropractor, the podcast to help you unlock the secrets to improved health and wellness. Whether you're a chiropractor or chiropractic patient, we'll be traveling across the globe to talk to professionals who can help you to discover new ways to improve your health or the health of your patients. From chiropractors to osteopaths, personal trainers to nutritionists, we aim to help you in all of your needs. Here to host the show, a chiropractor, wellness coach, and life enthusiast, Dr. Patrick Hogg. So I just want to welcome everyone to another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor. This is our third episode, and we're going to go over and have a conversation with Alicia today. So we have a graduate from the WIAC School, so which is the Welsh Institute of Chiropractors. Uh, which is in, it was Cardiff and Morgan, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so you graduated in 2002 and is now running a practice up in Bury near Manchester. Uh, and you, pra- you, you practice with your part- partner in crime, Wendy? Yeah, one of my best friends, Wendy. Yeah. Amazing. Definitely my partner in crime. Definitely your partner in crime. And uh, has now actually published her own book. And this was published with Wendy as well, wasn't it? Yes. And it's called uh, Yakety Yak, Let's Talk Backs, which I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely love. Uh, so me and Lucia, we met uh, through our inner circle, our mentoring group. And I'm, I know, I know for a fact that I'm not going to have done her any justice in uh, all of the information that I've just given you there. I know there's going to be tons more information. There's going to be some great gems that come out of this conversation. So I'm just going to hand it over to her to just introduce herself a little bit better. So just come and tell us. Hi. A little bit more about yourself. Yeah, I'd love to. So I graduated in 2002 from Sunny Wales. And from there, I moved to Scotland. I worked in Glasgow for a year. Um, so you'll see, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you find this as well. The different places you work in, different patients present with different problems become about a different personality so it's 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 amazing so I've worked in Wales we've gone to Scotland I went to Lincoln we went to Cheshire and now I'm back to Lancashire which is where I'm from I'm a Lancashire lad so loving being back in Lancashire loving the dry sense of humour can't get enough of that um and then um we started our practice in 2006 and so 14 years later here we are chiropractors four massage therapists and a great team we work with so loving life at the minute i absolutely love it absolutely love it and so you've got you you run a basically an associate based practice that's right isn't it so uh you're a lot less hands-on now but you've obviously got that uh what coming up to 20 years of experience working in the chiropractic environment so obviously your life revolves around chiropractic and the chiropractic message and so we're just going to kind of get into that in a little bit more detail so way I just like to open up uh, the podcast is obviously chiropractic is a very broad profession. Uh, there's a huge spectrum in how chiropractors practice. Uh, so we go for obviously from very MSK, so uh, treating pain and conditions, through to a very wellness-based approach. And so it's always really nice that people share what their chiropractic journey is and actually some of the reasons why you decided to choose chiropractic. Yeah, so for me, um, when I was 12, I went on a rope swing. And as it got to the highest part of the swing, the rope snapped. So I flew through the air, 
landing on my backside, felt my whole spine go. I was winded, I couldn't speak, and my back was so sore for weeks. At the time, my mum was seeing an osteopath. So my mum was like, this is not right, you can take me to the osteopath. And so my mum took me to the osteopath and it kind of went from there. I had uh, quite a few visits there. And then when it came to for me to decide which profession I wanted to go into, I knew it was something like osteopathy. And I looked into chiropractic as well and decided I preferred the premise of chiropractic. And I liked the fact that chiropractors took x-rays and analysed x-rays. So I went down the chiropractic route rather than the osteopathy route. Um, but as um, I had treatment or as I was adjusted over the years from the osteopath, there was loads of other symptoms that improved. So my back got better after the initial fall from that tree swing, but I found other symptoms improved. I used to get loads of wrist pain. They settled down, no problem at all. And there's also visceral type complaints that got better as well. So brilliant, just loved it. And I love the hands-on approach. I knew I wanted to, to work with people, so. And this is, you know, this is where a lot of chiropractic, it's funny because it's, it's really interesting listening to different people's story and how they basically started in chiropractic because again, so there's that broad spectrum. So it's really interesting to see that obviously you started with an osteopath and actually you jumped over because there's a lot of people that don't necessarily know uh, what the difference between a uh, chiropractor and osteopath is. And really nowadays, uh, there aren't huge, huge differences depending on the places that you practice. But one of the main differences is obviously, like you say, is the diagnostic imaging. That chiropractors can obviously have that opportunity, especially in the UK, to actually take those x-rays and be able to actually analyze those, uh, which potentially gave you that, that little bit of an edge. So as nice introduction, um, I just want to move on and just ask you a couple of questions. So chiropractors are obviously always trying to take care of, uh, of the health of their patients. But quite often, we, 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 we forget that actually the chiropractors are quite good at normally looking after themselves as well. So it'd be really nice to, to just ask you a couple of questions of what, what it is you personally do uh, since obviously your osteopathic journey and like moving on, what is it you actually do to look after yourself? So I'm adjusted every week and that's not because I'm in pain. <laughs> that's not because For I'm those of pain. you that didn't see, we just had an aerial I-5 over the podcast camera. <laughs> <laughs> a virtual high five. Um, yeah, I'm adjusted every week and that's not because I'm in pain, but it's, it keeps my energy levels up, it keeps my focus up. I sleep really well from it, but, but yeah, particularly my focus, I find if I'm not adjusted every week, I can't concentrate on things like I'm, 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 I know I need to. Um, so I'm adjusted every week, I go to the gym three times a week, that's, I find that really, really important, again, not only from a, a fitness point of view, but also a mindset point of view, it gets the blood pumping, I, I can think a lot better when I've been to the gym, and I also drink loads of water, loads of water, I stay away from caffeine, I'm really lucky because I've never liked coffee, I just can't, I love the smell, but I cannot stand the taste. And, um, and I'm not a particular tea fan either. So I drink loads of water, I go to the gym and I'm adjusted every week. Cool. So basically what you're trying to say is you're, you're taking a very holistic approach uh, in the ways that you, you look after uh, your actual, your, your personal health. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Perfect, perfect. So 
obviously we've got a mixture of listeners that are coming through to this podcast uh so we would like for you to actually give us a couple of tips of some things that maybe that you specialize in that you can say okay these are some of my like biggest tips that i generally give to either most of my patients or people inquiring with you uh or you know someone that just wants a little bit of inspiration as to how they can take the next step in their health journey uh, so that's a really interesting question um one of the things i mean i know i just touched on it in the previous question but for me water's really really important it's your body's made up mostly of water it's really important you drink in as much as you can in terms of tea and coffee with the caffeine they have it's dehydrating so actually the more tea and coffee you drink the more water you need to drink and what you can find so the nerve supply for the stomach comes from the mid part of the back so if the mid part of the back locks and swells and irritates the nerve because that nerve goes to the stomach it can really affect the way the stomach functions it can cause issues with the stomach but conversely if you're drinking a lot of tea and coffee with a lot of caffeine it can irritate the stomach lining and that can refer back along the path of the nerve to the mid back and actually affect the way the spine functions so it's really, really important you're looking at not, not only how much you're drinking, but what you're drinking. So tea and coffee with the caffeine is dehydrating. Um, then you might start thinking, oh, maybe I should drink decaf tea, decaf coffee. But actually the process of how the coffee or the tea is, is decaffeinated often involves lots of chemicals. And then if you're drinking those type of drinks, you're putting a lot of chemicals into your body and that's not good either. Um, so if you're wanting to drink decaf type drinks, you want to be drinking Swiss filtered decaf because the, the process they use is a much more natural process to decaffeinate the drink. And also fizzy drinks. So things like any kind of fizzy drink. If you imagine putting a chicken wing in a glass of Coke overnight and leaving it, and coming back to it the next morning and taking that bone out that bone is really floppy it's really weak that's what fizzy drinks do to your bones they make they weaken them so avoid fizzy drinks as much as you can then if you go on to diet type drinks so diet coke diet pepsi whatever it is diet any kind of diet stuff no added sugar they often add aspartame to it now, aspartame, the body converts aspartame to formaldehyde in the body, and formaldehyde is used to preserve dead bodies. So it's not a good thing to be drinking. So one of my main things is, is water. You want to be drinking loads of water, really limiting your caffeine intake and your fizzy drinking intake. Amazing. It's, it's actually interesting, some of the, the conversation, I actually wrote a article uh for our newsletters for our for our for our practice and actually interestingly enough i found a, a research paper about the levels of hydration and the volumes of pain that people actually feel and actually uh i think it's a, like a 20 percent reduction in your water content can actually increase pain by something like 50 60 percent so those people that have got a lot of dehydration, it can actually start to dehydrate those discs. It can start to oh. affect the way that the chemical processes happen in the, the, the nerve roots. It can start to affect the body's ability to uh, 
carry out the circulation process and actually carry those nutrients to those tissues that, that are trying to heal. And so, like you say, it's not necessarily about the quantity that you're drinking or the volume of fluid that you're taking into the body. It's about the quality of those fluids yeah. as well. So it's the same as a lot, another drink that a lot of people will go, okay, this is a healthy drink is fruit juice. And it's, it, it, it's, there's so much sugar in it. The isotonic balance of that really actually starts to draw fluids out of certain areas. And again, it's, it's one of those yeah. things that so many, the, 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 the food industry has managed to kind of portray as a healthy food or source. And it's yeah. just, it's just sugar and well, a little bit of water. Yeah, definitely. As, if you imagine as well, the brain itself doesn't feel pain. So it needs water, but but dehydration in the in the brain will cause loss of concentration, tiredness, just brain fog in general. So it's really important you're hydrating, keeping hydrated. Uh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Actually, Joe, it's great because these are completely different tips to some of the other people that we've spoken to. So uh, just moving just moving on a little bit um, is. A lot of the time, uh, now that you're you're tw you're 20 years down the well, I say 20 years. It's 18 years since you graduated, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's now 14 years that you've been running your practice. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. So a, a lot of the time, uh, we kind of look back and reflect on that process of our development. And for me, obviously, I've only been working as a chiropractor for four years. But if I could go back, there are so many things that as a student, I would go, dude, you just need to, you need to start doing this now because in five years time, you're going to kick yourself that you're not doing this. So now knowing that obviously you've come out of university 18 years ago, if you could go back to when you were a student, and I call this the Terminator question because Terminator went back in time and, and, and gave himself the opportunity to, to, to tell himself what was going to happen in the future. But if you could go back 18 years to when you were a student, what would you tell yourself about how you, how you would have developed as a practitioner or how you would have improved your health back then? That's a really interesting question. Um, so I think, yeah, when you, start chiropractic college and I think particularly the way you train at chiropractic college is a is a very pain-based approach so you've come in with low back pain let's address that low back pain job's done but actually if you think about how the body works so nothing happens in the body without a signal from the brain running down the spinal cord and out through the nerves so you might be adjusting the low back and loosening off that area to allow the nervous system to function as it should do, for allow, to allow the brain to communicate better with the low back. But actually those nerves also go to visceral organs. So they go to the bowels, the bladder. They also go down to the knees and the feet. So by adjusting the back, not only can you improve the way the low back functions, but you can improve whatever that nerve supplies. So again, like I said, the knees, the feet, the abdomen, organs, you're always better with a spine that functions well than one that doesn't. And I think back then, if I'd have focused more on visceral type complaints, so visceral things tend to be things like headaches or digestive type symptoms. Um, I, 
I wish I'd have focused more on that as a student than I actually did, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I know exactly what you're saying, because obviously, you know, you studied uh, 18 years ago and obviously the universities were teaching very pain based then. And the thing is, is that we've come another like 14, 15 years down the line when I started it at university and it was even worse. In fact, I think I'm pretty certain now the AECC, the university where I, um, I, I studied at, was a, is now run by a physiotherapist. Now, don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with physiotherapy. Uh, and, and that's not what we're, you know, that's not what obviously we're trying to communicate. However, there are some very true principles in chiropractic focused around the way that the brain and the nerves communicate through the spinal column, through the spinal cord and how they can actually start to affect all of these different areas. So like you say, obviously the lower back and how it starts to affect. But what they're obviously teaching you or they're drumming in at school is someone's coming in with back pain, get rid of the back pain. But not necessarily like with your health questionnaires, where you've got all of these ticks of I've got high blood pressure, I've got headaches, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Whereas the only complaint that they're coming in with or the thing they make you focus on was the area of complaint and not necessarily the overall health profile of those of those patients. So you basically would have started to actually start looking at the overall health profile a lot earlier on in your career as opposed yeah. to yeah definitely definitely not just not just musculoskeletal type thing but yeah the overall health of somebody and it's a, you know and the, and the, the reality of that is as well is that that's going to be great for the lower back problem as well yeah yeah exactly that, you know that's the reality of it if you start cleaning up someone's diet you start cleaning up their hydration levels uh, you start cleaning up their movement and their exercise patterns, you're going to break down that scar tissue, you're going to break down that fibrosis, you're going to improve the way that the neurotracts can start to communicate, you're going to improve the way that that person moves and functions so that the brain can start to, to actually work the way that it was designed to work. And if you'd obviously discovered that, then maybe there would have been those people that you let kind of walk away when you could have maybe done that much more service for them, which I think is, a, I think that's a, a pretty beautiful uh, a, a thing to go back and tell yourself uh, personally, <laughs> personally I'm just glad that I, I found the only uh, wellness based tutor at my university when I was studying there who kind of pulled me by the ear and said Patrick stop being an idiot and actually think about this stuff so I was very <laughs> I was I was very lucky okay so look, I'm, I'm aware that obviously uh, time is moving on and I I, I would like to for you to um, maybe give some some nice parting words of uh, of wisdom, but before we go through that, um, if someone wanted to find out a little bit more about you, about some of the stuff that maybe that you do, uh, maybe some of the the training that you teach or the book the book that you've got published, just tell uh, people a little bit about how maybe they can get in contact with you, some of the other resources that maybe you supply, uh, and where they maybe can find that book if they wanted to read that book. Yeah, thank you. So our book's on Amazon. So um, if you search for Yakety Yak, let's talk back some more, or even just plug my name in. It's the most unusual name in the world. That book, I think, will come up. Also, um, can can you pronounce your last name for 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 our listeners? Because I, I didn't I didn't want to embarrass myself earlier. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. It's Russian. So it's Leontia. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, um, yeah, the book's on Amazon. Uh, our practice website, uh, berrycairo.co.uk, and myself and Wendy, we're um, practice 
chiropractic practice and massage therapist coaching experts. So we've got a coaching website on Facebook, Leontie F and Davis. Um, but yeah, so there's our website, our books on Amazon and our coaching pages there also. You said you, that your coaching page is on Facebook as well? Yes, Leontie F and Davis. If, if you can get the spelling, I'll try and make sure that the spelling of your surname is in, in the uh, subheadings and in the uh, explanation when we actually put this podcast up. Okay, oh, so I, I will do my best. I'll make sure there's no spelling errors as well. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I've had all connotations from what my surname. Don't worry. No worries. And so just, just so that we, uh, as we finish off, uh, if you've got some really nice parting words of wisdom, so like maybe a quote that you go by or like a routine or something that someone can implement today uh, that you think uh, will really help serve the listeners on this podcast. It's not so much a quote, but it's more so um, in terms of, we call them chiropractic subluxations. So when an area of the spine locks and it swells and it irritates the nerve, that's what we call a chiropractic subluxation. So subluxations can be caused by um, physical complaint. So physical causes, so slips and falls and jolts, your posture, how you sit, how you work on computers, how you are in the car. But they can also be caused from chemical. They can also be a result of chemical causes. So things that you put on on or in your body so on in terms of perfumes lotions and potions what type of chemicals are you putting on your skin your skin's the biggest organ in your body whatever you put on the skin does sink in it does sink through so be mindful of what you're putting on your body what you're putting in your body so in terms of foods you're eating and also what you're drinking i know we talked about hydration um, and water being really important and then the other cause is actually emotional an emotional component so be mindful of of um your mindset so particularly in the last hour before you go to bed you really want to be reading something positive or watching something positive on tv because whatever you do in that hour before you go to bed your brain will then spend the next eight to ten hours processing so don't be watching the news just before you go to bed the doom and the gloom because you'll then spend the next eight to ten hours processing that doom and gloom what doom and gloom does is put the body into a, a, into fear or an anxiety, an anxious type mode. It puts it into a fight or fight, a fight or flight state of mind. So fight or flight means in years gone by, if we came across a saber-toothed tiger, we'd either want to fight it or we'd run away from it. That's a fight or flight mode. In those modes, the body, the body directs blood away from the vital organs to the wrists and the, and the feet, so you can run or fight. So what you don't want is, while you're sleeping, to be in a more of a fight-or-flight state of mind. It's not a relaxed sleep, and you want, you, you want your vital organs to be getting as much blood supply as they should be. So, so before you go to bed, read something positive or watch something positive on TV. Don't be watching the news because you'll spend the next eight to 10 hours then processing that. I love that. I love that. And you're a hundred percent right. It's, um, I believe Joe Dispenza talks a lot about this as well is the, the stuff that you do before you, you go to bed and as you get up, because he talks about, um, the different brain waves. And as you're just about to go into sleep, it goes from uh, theta, delta, beta waves, uh, gamma waves, and the different stages of, uh, of your brain waves as you're entering and exiting sleep and actually the two 
two most important times for learning are just before you go to sleep and as you wake up. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> they call it, they call it the, um, oh, the morning miracle or miracle morning. There's a book about it as well. But if you just wake up an hour before, you set your alarm clock an hour before you normally get up, you can get so much done in that first hour in the morning. Nobody else is up. Nobody else is out of bed, particularly if you've got children. Brilliant time just to be getting on and doing stuff. Yeah, I'm definitely, I've always been a six o'clock riser. That's, uh, you, just, ah. you just get so much more done. It's, 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 it's hilarious because my girlfriend, my girlfriend will go to bed at the same time and she probably won't be up for at least another two hours after me. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah, we get so much done. And you start the day in such a great way, uh, frame of mind, feeling like you've already done loads of stuff and you've still got your whole day ahead. Yeah, but still make sure you're getting the right, right quantity of sleep. All right, if you're yeah. only sleeping for four hours, don't set your alarm an extra hour early and only have three. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Amazing. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, uh, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Nerves, nerves didn't get the better of you, obviously, as well. <laughs> we had a no, good thank time. You. <laughs> we did. We should do it again soon. 110%. So I just want to say thank you for, for coming on. And obviously, you can find Elisa, uh, Elisa if, you, if you need to on Facebook. Do you have, uh, you, you have your, obviously, your Berry website. Do you have like your own YouTube channel or anything as well where you put your own information out for your... Yes, we do, but we've just started that the last few weeks. There you go. Look, and if you want to be, yeah, you want to be, if you want to be one of their first subscribers, here you go. Like you can be one of the early, early subscribers, one of the early fans. So I just want to early say, <laughs> yeah, I want to say thank you once again, uh, and we'll speak to you again next time with Coffee with the Chiropractor. Thank you for listening. If you found value in this information, please like and subscribe to our channel on your favorite listening platform. If you know someone who could benefit from this information, please share. We hope to see you next time for another episode of Coffee with the Chiropractor with your host, Patrick Hogg.